Today, I interview Ryan Height with Negative Split. He is doing some amazing races in the Pacific Northwest. He has the Negative Split, Windermere Marathon, Coeur d'Alene Marathon, Coeur de Fondo. He partners with organizations like uh, the North Idaho Centennial Trail Foundation and many others. He also has ran races all over the world uh, on military bases. This guy is doing some great things, and you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Okay, I have Ryan Height with me today. Um, if you know me, I've probably talked about this individual many of times. He is uh, a race director for the uh, Coeur d'Alene Marathon, um, and since I work for the uh, North Idaho Centennial Trail, I've been working with Ryan for a couple years. Well, now he took on our Coeur Fondo, so he's doing that. Along with that, he has a whole running company and does many more races, and it's coming to a year where he's actually going to be doing live events. So first of all, thank you, Ryan, for joining me. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. So glad to be here. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into this running and a little bit about negative split. Yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, through college, I kind of got bit by the, by the Ironman bug, uh, that kind of swept Coeur d'Alene in our region, I guess. Um, and, uh, that was kind of my, uh, I guess where my passion for the endurance, uh, you know, uh, races and all that kind of stuff came out of. So, um, after doing Ironmans and doing a bunch of races and things on my own, then I kind of decided I wanted to start trying to put some races on myself. And, uh, so we put on our first, first race, our negative split half marathon in 2013. And then, you know, just year over year, ever since we've kind of, you know, added more races and, you know, more fun events. And, um, yeah, we've got a bunch of events that we're involved with, uh, and planning for at least in this next year last year we didn't have quite as many events as i would have hoped but uh but yeah we're excited because the outlook is definitely bright for 2021 yeah and so yeah talk about a little bit about your races um especially in the pacific northwest you do have run the pnw so tell us a little bit about those three races yeah so our uh kind of our signature spring series uh has been our split half marathon 10k and 5k in april that's in kendall yards in spokane uh, the Windermere Marathon, um, which uh, Windermere Marathon and Half Marathon uh, in May, and then uh, Coeur d'Alene Marathon to finish out that series, uh, the Coeur d'Alene Marathon, Half Marathon, 10K and 5K uh, on May 30th. So um, we're excited. We're bringing back our interlocking medal designs again. So uh, we've kind of made it a, a part of that series where all three medals connect and create one cool design. So we're excited for that. And uh, we've got some really sweet finisher shirts this year too, that, uh, we're going to start unveiling here in the next couple weeks. So, oh, I'm so excited. Um, not only do you run races, I mean, let's say pre COVID, not only running races in Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, Liberty Lake, you also do races all across the country. So talk a little bit about your company that does that. Yeah. So, um, pre COVID we were kind of all over the place. So, you know, in 2019, we, uh, did some military contracted events. I mean, we put on, uh, we had an event in Italy, uh, of all random places to put on events, um, and kind of all different States that we did for some military contracted and really all over the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so we also do uh, race timing, uh, with timing chips, uh, for a lot of different races. 
Um, you know, in normal times, it'd probably be 100 to 125 races a year that we would uh, chip time kind of throughout the Pacific Northwest of Washington, Idaho, Oregon, um, in that area. So, yeah. And so how, how has things changed now, now that we are in this, like, I know we're getting out of the pandemic, but things aren't back to normal. So how, have you, what's the switch? What's the shift? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was just talking, I was on a phone call with another race director and it's, it's a little bit of a challenge because you're, you know, we're trying to ramp back up and, you know, um, bring on some more staffing and things like that, but we don't want to do it too soon, you know, cause we're still not totally recovered, uh, from, you know, what I would call 2020 COVID times. So, uh, we're definitely ramping back up. You know, we're seeing our registration numbers and things are, are definitely shifting and turning around, uh, you know, where some of our earlier events were operating at, you know, maybe 60, 70. Now we're seeing like 80% of normal registration numbers. And then when you look at like Coeur d'Alene marathon for, you know, the outlier here at the end of May, you know, we're almost to a hundred percent of our registration numbers with still like 45 to 60 days left to go. So I think that we're going to have a really strong second half of 2021 uh, with lots of people looking to get out and come back to events and do that. And it's, you know, we found a way to do it socially distant uh, still too. So, I mean, it's not like we're just flipping the switch and saying, great, let's have a 5,000 person party. Um, oops, sorry, getting other calls here too. So hopefully <laughs> I didn't lose you in the process of that. So, uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's not like we're just, you know, flipping the switch and going from, we can gather with five people to now we have 5,000 people, but you know, we're, we're going to have still smaller starting waves. Uh, you know, we're looking at like 30 to 50 people in our start waves kind of over the course of the spring. And and hopefully we get back to much bigger than that in, in the fall as things start to change and continue to get better for us. So, yeah. And I think like you, you said it is that racers are wanting this, like they are so like itching to get, like, if you got that racer blood, if you are a like marathon runner, half marathon, whatever you are, it's like, everyone's like, okay, we need this to feel sane again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause you know, um, you know, some of our people that are always racing and, and fast runners, you know, they email me and say, Oh, I got to get back to speed work. Or, oh, I got to get back to this because, you know, 2020 was kind of a year of canceled events and they were just, you know, going out and just putting in regular miles without necessarily training hard. So I think people are excited to get back and train hard for something and, you know, really have a carrot at the end of the road to, to work toward. Yeah. So then with the, I mean, you're taking on now cycling races. Um, yeah. <laughs> how is that compared to, you know, planning and organizing a marathon and then organizing a 84, a hundred mile race on bikes? Yeah, it's, uh, well, let's start with, it's just a lot more permits to start with. <laughs> you know, it's uh you know, 120 miles of permits versus uh, 26 miles of permits. So uh, there's definitely a lot more logistics and in, in planning that goes into that. You know, the there's really kind of two sides. There's the registration and the marketing and, you know, all that kind of stuff and creating swag, which that's all very similar. It's, it's more the logistics and planning for, you know, the, the cyclist's experience and, and what that looks like differently compared to the runner experience. So uh, that side of it is a, is a bit different, um, but it's a fun challenge for us. And, you know, we're excited to, uh, be involved with the cycling community a little bit more and, and do some of that. So, yeah. So it's official. You, uh, launched registration for the Corte Fondo. Um, yeah. 
it's super exciting. Um, and I love that, you know, you know, personally, it's like, we're going to have such a, like a, a branding, like that everything's under one person and under one company. And it's just, it's, we're really, really excited. Um, so if you are a cyclist, make sure you sign up for that because it's going to be a fun year. And then talk about the activities that like, I guess, happen the same day as that. Yeah. It, um, you know, I was just talking to somebody about this too, because it, it is like the most catered race experience I think that you can get uh, this Fondo. So, you know, depending on the distance, you may get a boat cruise with it. You're going to get an Oktoberfest ticket with, you know, up to 32 ounces of beer tastings uh, and pint glass and, you know, an Oktoberfest meal at the finish of it, you know, really fully catered aid stations along the course. The swag is going to be on point. Yes. Uh, the, the finisher medal this year has a bottle opener built in. Uh, we've got some great t-shirts uh, and we're literally working with vendors every single day to try to get more swags. So we've got some really cool Jersey stuff. Um, we've got some cool Jersey vendors coming out of California too, that I think are going to bring some really fun gear to it. Uh, you know, specialized water bottles and trucker hats. And so, yeah, we're, we're definitely going big on the brand side because uh, we believe that, uh, you know, the CDA Fondo will be uh, uh, a major Fondo in the country to come and uh, people are going to want to rep the brand and, and rep the gear. So. I love, love that. I'm so excited. I, I well, the, the gear I've seen so far, I'm really pumped about it. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge psycho, so I'm like, I just want that. Hat. I just want the, the kit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you used to live in it's cool. You can, I mean, people wear bike shorts for everyday apparel, so it's fine. You can, you know, just That's rock it out. True, because bike shorts are back <laughs> in. Like, I was like, girls are wearing these bike shorts, and I was like, wait, I wear those when I go like in class. They <laughs> everyday apparel now, so love it. So, you used to be um, in the Spokane area. You've more, moved more west, Washington. Um, which is going to probably be crazy for you when it comes to actual races. Um, yeah. We have Zoom, we have all those things. But when you were living in Spokane, what was your go-to favorite restaurant? Ooh, go-to favorite restaurant. Um, trying to think. I had so many. Like, <laughs> I was a, you know, I was a wellness treat junkie. Like, if I wanted a quick, like, smoothie fix, like, wellness treat, I'd, I'd hit that up for sure. Um you know, I, just because we had some races there, like I loved some of the, uh, Kendall Yards restaurants, like the Yards Brunchin was a great, like breakfast spot. Um, you know, uh, Farachi now Versalia pizza was always a great, uh, great option. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of little, little off the beaten path restaurants that every time I get back over there for an event, I always <laughs> stop into some of my favorite places. So, so are you just going to like, like move back over here for like the summer or? <laughs> I know it's, it's looking like that. No, I mean, luckily we have a great team of people in Spokane that uh, really can help with a lot of our smaller events. And, you know, so hopefully I'm not traveling every weekend to an event, but it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there for all the big majors, the Coeur d'Alene marathons, the winter marathons, that kind of stuff, the Fondos. And, well, that's, uh, that's you know, thing about the Coeur d'Alene and the, and the Windermere is that they're a week apart. So it's just like my, yeah, the whole time. Yep. Yep. So yeah, and I'm excited too because we're doing some cool. Uh, we have some other cool events that we're doing, uh, like at the Hiawatha Trail. We're doing a Hiawatha Trail run in June. Uh, that uh, you know, I'm just gonna set up a little camp set out, and you know, we're gonna kind of create a negative split base camp at some of our events coming up. So yeah, that's yeah, gonna be, be really, fun. Really fun uh, race. Uh, tell us a little bit. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Tell us about this Hiawatha. If you're from this area. 
the Hiawatha Trail is like iconic. It is what you go ride your bike on. It's go what you go and hike. And like, it's just amazing. But you are now going to have like a kind of a trail run out on the Hiawatha. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're launching that. It's our first race and what's going to be kind of our summer back to nature series. So we'll have uh, Hiawatha Trail. Uh, it'll be June 13th. And there's a, uh, a four mile option, a 15K, uh, which is a little over nine miles and a 25K, which is a little over 15 miles. And literally some of the most beautiful landscape you could possibly be running on it. And there's railroad tunnels up to like 1.6, 1.7 miles long. Uh, so headlamps are mandatory uh, running equipment or you literally won't be able to see in the middle of that thing. Um, and then some just beautiful trestles. So yeah, it's, it's a really, it'll be a really cool running experience. I mean, uh, North Idaho in general just brings some amazing uh, running experiences and scenery, uh, you know, between like, you look at Coeur d'Alene Marathon with like the iconic Lake Beauty to, you know, Hiawatha Trail, which is just such a different experience with running through tunnels and over trestles to, we'll have some other ones that are gonna be coming up on some ski mountain stuff uh, over the course of the summer too, that we haven't totally released out yet, but that'll be coming here in the next week or two as well, so. I love that you guys are doing the trail stuff. I think that's just such a, I guess, untapped around here. Um, I've run mm -hmm. like over in Montana, like the rut and those things. And they have that trail. Sure. It's just a whole different group of people. They don't do marathons. They don't do other things. They do trail. Yeah. So for you to tap into that community, you're hitting a whole yeah. group of people. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, just coming off of last year, of uh, just this very like quarantined, isolated time for people. We just felt like this Back to Nature series too was just a great option for people to get outside, you know, be spaced out and safe, but still just go enjoy some of the, the coolest things there is to offer in the outdoors. So I love it. I absolutely yeah, you've got a you got a busy season coming up and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So a question I always ask, and I think this might be because I think you might already have one, but if you have a billboard and you could put anything on it, and I think you have had a billboard and had like run the PNW, but if you could have a billboard and put anything you wanted on it, what would this billboard either have or say on it? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of lean toward what you just said, that whole run the PNW concept. I mean, I just, there's so many great places to run, like in, you know, this upper left Northwest corner of the United States um, between Washington, Idaho, you know, I'll throw Montana into the mix and Oregon. And I just think there's uh, so many great places to run and great races and experiences to do. And, you know, I, to me that like run the PNW is, it's more than like, you know, just a run and running. Uh, it's the whole lifestyle surrounding it, right? Like, I mean, the, you know, like you talked about restaurants and food. And I mean, there's just that whole running culture in the Pacific Northwest, I think is just awesome. So, um, that's what I'd slap on a billboard for sure. <laughs> I was like, I think I might know this, but I always ask this question. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he already has this billboard yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I mean, there'd probably be like a trucker hat on it or something too, just because I love some trucker hats. Although I'm not wearing one today, but love me a trucker hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and you brought this up is your team. Um, they, I would love to give them a huge shout out. You have one of the best um, groups of people very motivated, very hustler, very like organized. I mean, how did you build this team? Yeah, I, I didn't build it. They found me. I don't know what happened. They, <laughs> they came out of the woodwork and I don't know why. So <laughs> yeah, they're just great people. Um, 
and they're, you know, very talented at what they do. And uh, it, it's just amazing. Cause like I say, you know, there's inevitably we're part of or servicing, you know, a hundred events in a, in a year and to have people that just totally can manage all the different logistics and operations of that is unbelievable. Um, I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> and so it's great to have people that are really good at it. So. Yeah. I mean, they're the, I, the team is fantastic. Like we had that, I met him out at our storage unit, see if you could use anything. And they're just like FaceTiming with you. They're having fun. I was like, these people are just people you want to be friends with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's, uh, and, and that's what, I mean, I love that too, about this industry, you know, the people I get to work with, the people that come run in our races, like you said, they're just people I want to be friends with. They, they just uh, enjoy the same kind of things that I enjoy, which is awesome. So yeah, even your volunteers, I feel like you have a, yeah. just a loyal volunteer that show up in your races and they're just like throwing stuff and picking stuff up and they're just like going to town. I was like, these people are awesome. Yeah, no, they, uh, yeah, they're it just truly, um, you know, I'm blessed to be surrounded by some pretty awesome people and uh, it just makes it fun. You know, it's, um, if, if you were surrounded by, you know, people that weren't so entertaining and, and fun to work with, it wouldn't be as much fun to, you know, work some of the long hours on events, but I mean, all these people love it and I love it and we have a good time together. So. I love it. Um, so do you have, since you said that you got into this running races, things like that, because you were an endurance athlete, do you have anything coming up that you're training for or planning to, or is race season just going to consume you? <laughs> well, this year it may just consume me coming off of uh, COVID trying to you know, ramp everything back up for us as we're kind of doing it with a little more bare bone staff than, you know, what we would have had. So uh, it may kind of consume me this year, but um, I do have, uh, you know, some stuff that hopefully in 2022, I'll get back to doing some more races like that. But um, with three little ones, my racing these days is less Ironman and more half marathon. So uh, it's, it's changed, changed my endurance level a little bit, but there we go. Or like, I always say, parents are like always running. Like you, yeah. is constantly like, I want to see your steps and how many you get just like chasing kids and taking them places. Yeah. Doing what yep. do. Yeah. So mine, uh, because we have so many events on the weekends, I got to find some things midweek. So we, I do have plan that we're going to, uh, you know, climb to the top of Mount St. Helens this summer. So that'll be a fun, fun breakup, but that'll be a mid midweek uh, event for me because my weekends get full quickly. So. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Mount St. Helens, that's really cool. Are you doing that alone? Are you with your wife or? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not totally sure the full people. I know my brother and I are going to do it. And I know there's going to be a few other people that probably jump in with us. So that's really cool. I, that's, yep. that's going to be an intense, uh, dense climb. <laughs> yeah, it should, it should be fun. So, well, that's awesome. So I ask, always ask another couple questions. One of them is, um, you know, you've gone through like racing has been your life's for many years now, and you obviously mm -hmm. have done a lot of different things. Is there one life lesson that you've learned kind of the hard way? There's not one, there's probably like 21. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, um, I mean, I, I think there's lots of, uh, lots of life lessons to be learned out of this whole industry. But I mean, you know, balance, I think is one that this industry can run you over if, uh, if you don't find a way to maintain that. So um, it, it's funny that, you know, living, 
when I was living in Spokane and doing events, uh, I actually had less balance than having to commute from over uh, on the other side of the state because I tried to do everything. Um, and so it's actually uh, forced me to separate uh, from you know, things that maybe I don't necessarily have to be involved with every single task, um, but I can delegate that out a little bit more. So that actually was uh, kind of a big blessing out of, you know, changing the locations. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's probably one of the most recent ones that I can think of, but yeah, we've, we've discovered a lot of painful things along the way in terms of events. Well, so yeah, especially with events and racing, I, I feel like, I mean, you do it well though. If something goes, if something goes crazy, you're kind of like, I mean, we could talk about the marathon a couple of years ago and how things happen and race and the yeah. people missing. Um, but like the way you handle it and deal with it is like, you're kind of like, all right, we're going to learn from this and we're going to like figure it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, I think it's easily easy to get consumed on an event day and think that, you know, this is the last day of your life. And if everything doesn't go perfectly that, <laughs> you know, you're not going to live from it, but you're still going to wake up on Monday morning and have breakfast and <laughs> go on with your week. So, exactly. um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I will, it, it, I, I will say the, the worst event I think we've possibly ever done. Um, well, I think it was the best event we've ever done, but it was the worst attendance we've ever had. Oh. Uh, we threw the biggest, we thought we wanted to get involved with like New Year's Eve parties for events. We threw the most epic New Year's Eve party, like complete with mechanical bowls, knocker ball, like sumo suit, wrestling, uh, you know, every pot into one massive party of units. And we had like 12 people show up. So it was a really awesome party for my staff. Uh, but <laughs> it was definitely our biggest loser in terms of we lost a lot of money that day and uh, <laughs> nobody showed up. So and your staff had a really good time. Yeah, but they, I mean, one of, one of my staff members brought his kid to it and he's like, yeah, my kid wants to do this for a birthday party every time because <laughs> it was just the best party he's ever been to. So, <laughs> but yeah. One so. birthday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I know you kind of tapped on it a little bit, but do you have any like goals or, you know, any other projects coming up within the, you know, running community? I know you kind of said you're going to tap into more of that, you know, trail running. Is there any other like goals or ways that you can see you and your company growing? Yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at um, really trying to see what other kinds of, you know, partnerships and things we can come up with. You know, there's, the endurance industry, well, just the events industry in general, this last year just got hammered um, in terms of COVID and everything was kind of shut down. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, races and, you know, events and things out there that I think are struggling and, and really struggling to come back. And so, you know, we're looking, uh, kind of looking out there to see if there's other partnerships and things. And we've discovered a few that uh, we think could uh, be a real win to help other events kind of still keep going. Uh, and then, you know, also maybe let us kind of, you know, look at taking on new events for other companies and things like that, that, uh, yeah, it just was a tough year last year for events. And so, uh, you know, we're kind of excited to look at what those partnerships are and if there's other opportunities for us to get involved with events because of that. So. Yeah. And I think that's a great, that's a great uh, piece is that partnerships, I think, especially with you, you know, working with the North Ed Centennial Trail, we kind of were like, hey, Ryan's already got this part down, but we have the races. Let's give it to him. He'll make it magic. 
And then the great <laughs> partnership is that you get to run it, uh, you know, how you guys run it, but you also get to like support the North Dakota Centennial Trail. And then as a team, we can grow this together. And I think a lot of times you're mm-hmm. just being out there by yourself, trying to get more people and trying to get more sponsors and trying to get all, do it all yourself. But when you have a partner and I already have those relationships, it makes it a lot easier and more fun for you too. For sure. Yeah, no. And that's, um, it, it's, it's honestly been a really uh, awesome partnership with the trail and, you know, I think exactly that we're looking to see if there's other organizations out there that you know might be interested in a similar kind of thing, because I think it's been a great win-win for, you know, both us and the trail and, and the quarterly marathon and, and the runners. So I think it's, it's really helped uh, that event grow and, you know, become a really great event for the future. So. Yeah. That's, it's, yeah. For the future. I mean, this, we're just, we're kind of like, it was rebuilding and then it started going and we're like, things are really great. And then COVID hit. And <laughs> But then it yeah. also our community sees it and says, oh, this, this could be like the big race for the Pacific Northwest. This could be like where you yeah. want to do your marathon or where you want to do your Fondo because it is a well-run race. It's got a great partnership. You're helping a nonprofit, but then you also have mm-hmm. to use, like, you don't get the Coraline Lake everywhere. You don't get the, no, you don't. the trees yeah. and the mountains and the trails. You don't get yep. that. You're speaking my language right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, and I think that's like, I mean, it's such uh, you know, not to keep breaking on quarterly marathon, but obviously I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such a, it's such an iconic race for 50 state marathon runners too. So, you know, we've got, I think 40 to 45 different states represented in the quarterly marathon for this year already. Um, and it's, you know, there's so many people that come in and they want to check Idaho off their list to run a marathon in, and it is the race, uh, in Idaho to run for, for a marathon so it's definitely the the scenic race of of them all yep i i agree so if someone's listening and they want to sign up for one of your races get a hold of you maybe they they need they need a race director for their race they want a partnership um how do they get a hold of you how do they find you what's the best way yeah i mean um there's a little contact form on our um on our website it, if you just go to nsplit.com uh they can go there and then just fill out an event request form. Uh, and it asks some basic questions of, you know, what's your event date? You know, you know, what's, where's it at? How many runners do you expect? That sort of thing. And that's probably the best way to start that. It gives us a little bit of background information. And then we get on a call with them and try to learn more about the event and how we can help and how we can partner. And there's so many different ways that we partner from, you know, quarterly marathon style where we do, you know, full service and we come in and, and, do most everything from start to finish. And then there's other groups where we just come in and, you know, we'll set up a sound system for them and do chip timing. And so we can partner on all different levels of that. So oh, yeah, that's a great point. And then all the races are on your um, website as well. So if someone wants to register for um, negative split or, you know, Windermere, whatever it is, it's all on there as well. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then follow them on social media because all of their social media is great. They have all the, especially if there's like, you guys ran a promotion for the, you know, for the Fondo and to register before last night. Um, so I think if you follow them on social, if you're a social media person, there's all kinds of cool little like, or you get to see yeah. to the swag before everyone else does. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So we're all about the swag. <laughs> so like we've said multiple times, it's been a rough year. Um, racing community, it's been crazy. Um, people have health issues, mental health, financial, whatever it may be. Do you have one piece of advice you can leave us with something positive um, to someone that's listening right now? Maybe it's struggling. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I at least, you know, I can't speak to everybody's walk of life, but I can speak to, you know, what I'm seeing in the industry that I live in and breathe in day to day. And the outlook is brighter, uh, you know, and our, our outlook for what I think was, you know, some of the hardest hit industries were events, you know, hospitality, restaurants, travel, and the outlook is brighter in our industries. And, you know, if the hardest hit industries are looking brighter, then, you know, I think the, I think it's going to be a good year. So uh, again, I can't speak to everybody's walk of life, but, you know, I, I think the outlook is brighter for all of us uh, as we look forward. So. Which is thank goodness. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for giving me some time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for letting me join you. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.